Alright, so Omar, let's talk about the beginning. Where are you from originally? And when you were growing up, were you an athlete or did you because I know you got into acting a little later. Were you were you very active in sports or did sports sort of come along with the acting at that point? No, I was a sports junkie. Uh, I didn't actually have any interest in acting until I got to college. And so uh, I, I grew up in Southern California, and um, it's a trip because I would have lost my noodles just like anybody else if I would have seen uh, an actor or you know movie star or something when I was a kid. Uh, but I, I was I was a I was a baseball player, and I really loved it. I picked up basketball once I got to high school. But uh, actually, I wish I'd have never picked up a basketball because it destroyed my knees. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, and so you know, I actually stumbled into the theater when I got to school. I went to school at San Jose State University, and I stumbled into the theater. Um, and thank God that I did because I was trying to figure out. I was kind of at a crossroads with my sports career. The game of baseball hurt my feelings. I think a lot of people go through. And then uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I had a couple wonderful professors that took a personal attention to me to, you know, to help me kind of get my mind together. And I stumbled into the theater and things started happening and quickly. And it was the first thing that I had found that I loved the way that I love sports. You know, it's funny, too. You just said that, that baseball hurt your feelings. Now you know what life as a Met fan is. <laughs> and now it's spread to the Knicks, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but that's just you know that. But that's but that's the thing of a sports fan. You know, sometimes you love a sport so much and you become a fan of something so much, it breaks your heart when something doesn't work out. <laughs> it's just, it, I mean, you know, I have a whole theory. We could be here all day talking about this, but I have a whole theory on it because sports are really the first thing that you love outside of your family as a boy if you're you know if you're really into sports the game is the first thing that you love that's like besides what you should love which is you know your your family and so then when things don't go the right way it's a real like adjustment like you really have to it, it, i've seen it crumble a lot of people who basically peaked out in high school or grade school or whatever because that that was their glory time. Yeah, uh, when I was in high school, I played basketball. And you know the guy at the end of the bench who, like, like an old episode of Happy Days where Ralph Mouth, they told me he had to go in and he took off his warm-ups and his jeans were on? That's me. That was me in high school. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I get I get that. And I, that, you know, I end up becoming, you know, me being Jewish, I either become the agent or the coach, one or the other. So <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, so, like, when you... When these, <laughs> These professors who took a liking to you, what was the best advice that they were giving you at that time? Was to actually get good at what I was trying to do. You know, it was it was to become, you know, to take the craft seriously, to learn about that craft, and then go from there. Omar, speaking about your craft and, and what you've done now, um, what is your favorite role that you've been involved in so far? To me, it's the, the Miracle of St. Anna. I got to play a character called Sam Train, and I made a movie with Spike Lee, in Italy, and it kind of the film took me all around the world, and it was a book that I had read years before, and to play the role, I had to lose about 70 pounds, so it was a challenge physically, mentally, like it was, you know, there was so much to it, it was amazing. Yeah, I could definitely see that, and, and being a, um, a writer-director with some movies in the past, how can you compare that to acting? Is, is it much harder? Is it easier? What do you think? You know what? I don't know, man. You know, to me, they, they actually kind of mirror each other. They're both unsecure, unstable kind of careers. 
that you have to be a gambler and really believe in yourself to step out and do these things. And it's funny because I come to find with actors, especially actors, singers, movie stars, whatnot, they are oftentimes the most insecure people in private. They're just super secure in public or when the light is on them. And it's funny to me that they would then in turn get into such an insecure line of work. And, you know, for me, it was just real. I had a great support system. When I told my family that I was going to pursue this acting thing instead of baseball, they were all for it. And thank God things started to happen for me fairly quickly. And, that, you know, it, it's just been, it's been a great ride. You know, it's funny. You had it role which was a very controversial role. Oh, let me rephrase that. You had a role in a movie that was a little bit controversial, The Express, which um, yeah. which I thought was great because it explored the color barrier in sports at that time. Talk about your experience with that uh, with that movie and also the you know that issue because it's still to this day is an issue. A hundred percent, it's an issue to this day. I mean, you look at look at Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is being punished right now. They're, they're, the, the owners are basically colluding against him to not give him a job because of, of a stance on a civil rights issue, basically. And you can slice it however you want, whether you agree with him not standing or disagree with him, you know, but ultimately there's no way that you can tell me every starter and backup in the league is better than Colin Kaepernick. Now, today you got Chip Kelly and uh, and uh, John Lynch coming out saying, hey, look, man, he's a great locker room guy. He's a leader. He wasn't a distraction at all. And actually his, his the poor play of previous seasons was due to him coming off of three surgeries. Puts up decent numbers last year. He still can't get a job. Now, this is a direct reflection of a, a basically a remake of an issue that we covered in the Express. Because in America, we just have a problem. Our plague is this whole color issue. And it's really unfortunate because it holds us back. And for myself, who travels the world, you get to see how much it holds us back when you go around more. And you see how everyone else isn't hung up on it, and it, it's just really disturbing. You know, I think, uh, I think in our country, we hopefully I don't, I, I don't, unfortunately, I don't see it happening anytime soon, but we really need leaders who, who bring people together and, and really try to show that we're more connected than separated. And this is what I try to do in the roles I choose with this uh, Advantage Omar stuff that I'm doing with tennis. You know, I, I like to meet people and go out and, and show and explore the fact that we're all a lot more similar than we are different. There's life going on all over the world, and we got that same red blood cursing through all of our veins, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Omar, I totally, totally agree with you, too. It starts with the leadership. Um, working, with, working with athletes, compared to uh, actors, what have you learned from the athletes? By working with them, you know, the trip is that not necessarily stuff about acting, obviously, but okay. I've learned quite quite a bit. Actually, I wouldn't say I'd say I've taken more with me than learned because the thing about being an athlete is athletes understand teamwork, even athletes that are in individual sports. You know, they yeah. still have a team around them: tennis players, boxers, golfers. They're still a team. Ultimately, you're just the only one that's out there when it's you know when it's go time. But yeah, but but I believe I believe that um, by and large, the thing that you see from all these guys is they're they're all team players and they all recognize the collective power of the team and how much better that is than the individual. You know, and and I think that that fits for you whether we're talking, you know, that that works whether we're talking about. Making a movie, uh, winning a Super Bowl, winning the World Series, whatever it is. It's the same concept. Also, yeah. talk to us about your role with ballers. In baseball, and you mentioned basketball. Football is like, all right, well, 
doesn't fit into that, you know, that love category, but the show and the camaraderie that you guys have on camera is absolutely amazing. Can you can you talk about how? Oh, you, thank you, man. How, and how, there's a bunch of and there's a bunch of former athletes on there. Yeah, like how? Yeah. How how did you land this this spot? And can you talk about the camaraderie that you have with your with your 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 cast? For sure. Well, you know, it actually came about in a really cool way. I used to play basketball. Sorry, look, I had to grab something. I'm on the, I'm on the move right now. Um, it actually ca came about because I used to play basketball with the show's creator. Uh, there was an entertainment basketball league, and I used to play against him, sometimes with him. He's a super competitor. He could see that I was super competitive, and uh, he wrote this role for me, and I read it, and I was like, wow, this could really be something special. You know, you work, you work at the show, you got this camaraderie like uh, Randy had mentioned. Tell me a, a funny story about... Uh, you know, there we go. Do you have any funny moments working with Dwayne Johnson on Ballers? You know, I got nothing but funny moments, but I don't think necessarily they're suitable. Dwayne's pretty <laughs> loose. <laughs> he is, he is, that dude's a joker, man. And I tell you what, he's he's uh, one of the more generous people that you'll meet. And uh, I think uh, I think that that <laughs> one of the better things that's happened with Dwayne is he's way funnier than people think. I mean, you get a you get a sense of it on social media, but when you're just sitting around cutting up with him, man, that dude is a real guy. <laughs> like he's, he's a regular dude. And he told some awesome stories that ended up in the uh, in the show. There's one story where they're talking about we're at the party, and all the guys are talking about being at the bottom of a pile on the football field. And <laughs> I he remember that. A, when he played at the University of Miami, and was like, "Yep, gave me the oil check." I'm like, "Oil check." <laughs> They're like, yep, knuckle up the butt. And I was like, wow. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a funny dude, man. And, you know, his work ethic is through the roof. You just It's impossible to squeeze more out of 24 hours than Dwayne Johnson does. Can you um, also talk about what you, maybe some of your favorite maybe your one or two favorite episodes of the show for you through the first two seasons because the show is great i love it i know I, before we uh, before we did this interview today last week i prepped by watching the whole show the whole series again just so i can make sure i'm up on everything and the show is it's it's me it's i think it's the athlete version of entourage okay I, I think sounds like more of a statement what's the question well, what, what are one or two of your favorite episodes or some of the situations you're carrying uh -huh. You know, I, I mean, I thought it was great when my guy, uh, I thought it was really great when my guy is at the fun house and, uh, and he has to try to hide from his wife. <laughs> and I actually, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. And I also enjoyed the episode where, uh, I enjoyed the episode where he's having the dilemma of trying to fight the adultery. Uh, with it, it, I feel like it was really modern and addressed. New world of temptation. Hello? Hello? I, I really appreciate it when the show has those super real moments, you know? I oh, feel yeah. like the audience appreciates it as well. So, what? Yeah, Omar, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, I think the show has also covered very important parts in athletes' lives, in all different aspects of uh, being an athlete, too, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, whatever it is. Um, what would you like to show, what, what would you like to see in the show, and how, well, what would it cover 
moving forward that it hasn't already covered some of the episodes. Oh, you got to, you, you know, that, that was kind of premature because you got to see where we go this season. Uh-huh. The show is much bigger this season, and it casts a little bit of a wider net. And I think that with that, we're in more cities, and we're covering more topics. I think the biggest issue is, is that uh, there's so much to cover because you can't go a day without hearing a story about one of these guys. Whether it's football, baseball, basketball, boxing, tennis, hockey, there's so much going on now in the world of the 24-hour media cycle that there's, there's nothing but real-life material to draw from, you know? Well, so for me, for me, every single day there's something new I'd like to cover. <laughs> you know? Well, from, from an HBO perspective, working on an HBO show, I know they're, they try to keep very tight-lipped about their shows, so, like, you know, spoilers don't get out. Is there, is there working in Hollywood, is there, a, like, a waiver that has to be signed? Like, can you explain how that process works? Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because that waiver is called your paycheck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you, and you sign it every single time you receive one. So, you know, they are, they are really serious about it. And I, and I tell you what else. Not only are they serious about it, I think that there's a, um, you gotta, you have to, to take into account nowadays, man, it's real with the, uh, it's real nowadays with, uh, with, with pirating. And you're seeing all these different things. Pirates of the Caribbean just got, you know, pirated. They were talking about, hey, man, we're gonna, where we want to ransom, blah, 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 blah. So all that stuff is actually relevant now. It's important. Well, it's not, it's not just, it's not just wolfing anymore. So as far as the waiver goes, you know, when you become a professional, it's pretty much self-maintenance uh, to make sure that the stuff doesn't get out. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way of explaining it, yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the podcast? Oh, man, we're having a blast. It's called the Ozone Podcast. It's myself and my brother, and uh, we are sports junkies, and it's unfair and partial sports. And that's the issue, is that we're, we don't claim to be journalists. We're just two dudes with opinions. And, man, do we have opinions. And we go in on each other. We're brothers, so there's no, uh, you know, there's, there's no lines. There's no whole No None. None. So we're on uninterrupted.com now. Happen to be working with LeBron James and his company. And, uh, and, and you know, we cover basically stick and ball stuff, but anything that's popping in the world of sports that we follow, we cover it. We talk about, you know, fights, trades, all the action that happens before and after it happens. So how does that compare to uh, playing the role? Well, you know, it's a, it's a different animal because I'm playing a role on television. On the podcast, it's actually me. If you want to get to know me, listen to the podcast uh, <laughs> because it's super opinionated. My character on Ballers is very, uh, he's a very, I don't want to call him docile, but he's humble and he's very, you know, like uh, super gentle. And that's not me in real life. <laughs> okay. So you're not Charles Green in real life. You're just... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, no. Working with working with Dwayne. Did Dwayne ever uh, like let you guys come down to uh, like Raw when he was down when you guys were filming? Because I know um, we spoke to. Um, I forgot. I'm sorry. My mind just went. We, we just spoke to one of your co. We spoke to one of your co-stars. Uh, Vernon. 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 He plays Vernon. Oh, Lofield. great. Donovan. Donovan, yes. I, I spoke to Donovan last year, and Donovan said when, when Raw came to Miami, Rock took a lot of the cast members down there to hang out with everybody. Rock ever take you guys it, down it, there? It was, it was unbelievable. The guy, 
literally it was like he was like we were doing tag team wrestling because I I tagged into work, he tagged out, next thing I know we were on a break setting up shots and I look up and this dude is literally uh uh on T V and it's all over Twitter. I was like, Well this guy you just can't hold this guy. He's um but you know what? I didn't end up going actually that time because I was working. But the cool thing is is what it goes back to the generosity I was talking about. If you want to go, man, he'll set you up. That's awesome. Um Steve It, it, Steve, doesn't, it doesn't seem like we're Oh, it seems like you just have a whole bunch of fun over there. Uh, it's work, believe it. <laughs> but we do have a bunch of fun yeah. because we got a bunch of like-minded people, which is cool. People put us all together. Uh, Omar, my last question for you is: What should we expect from Baller Season Three? Access. Access. Oh. <laughs> no access. Oh, access. Expected to be expected to be bigger, better, and better. Okay. Hey, man, it was a lot of fun. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. You Thanks. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. You gotta love him. He's awesome. He uh, gave Steve and I quite a bit of uh, time. I appreciate everyone always checking into our podcast. Go to soundcloud.com off topic for more.